Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Politically Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDaniel, a reporter with St. Louis Public Radio. Joining me in studio is... Jason Rosenbaum. And... Joe Manis. And... Charlie A. Dooley, County Executive of St. Louis County. We have now had the big three of local government on. We've had Mayor Slay, we've had Steve Ellman, and now we have the biggest one of all, Charlie A. Dooley. The biggest one of all. <laughs> well, he represents the biggest county in the state, so yes. that's true. Yes, it is. I mean, St. Louis County is known as the big kahuna <laughs> in, in Missouri. I mean, and not just in politics, mm-hmm. but also economically and in a couple other ways. So is this the first guest that we've had who's who we've had on while they're actively within uh, an election that they're running? I suppose, but I guess everybody we, no, we have is already State Auditor Schweik. State Auditor Schweik. I, I, I know we arbitrarily like to come up with ways in which every show is is a uh, <laughs> is is the is a first, but but we have a lot of topics that we're going to get to. Um, I think first off, we're going to start off with you telling us a little bit about uh, about your life before you became county executive for St. Louis County. Well, um, I would say that I lived in St. Louis my entire life. I was born and raised here. What high school did you go to? I went to Wilson <laughs> High School and ni- graduated in 1965, so I'm younger than you think. Uh, that being said, um, I served three years in the military, in the Army. Uh, I served one year in Vietnam. Uh, on my um, honorable discharge, I was a Spec 5. I started my employment at McDonnell Douglas. And spent 30 years there. And what, what did you do there? I was in the general services. I was in management. Yeah. How did your experience in, in Vietnam shape the rest of your life in your public service? Because you're one of the f- most prominent Missouri political figures who's a Vietnam veteran. I'd be curious to know how that shaped the rest of your life. Well, it gave me a different perspective on this country, what it means to me. Um, when you, people talk about veterans, um, Conditions, it means a great deal to me. I saw some things as a young man uh, that really shaped me uh, how I view the world uh, and how you contribute to that world. So when people talk about veterans and it really means something, or when you hear the Star Bangle Banner uh, playing, it, it, it's get real serious. Uh, and let me say this, uh, when you have went overseas for this country, it gives you a n- different perspective about about patriotism and democracy. Yeah, and Vietnam was such a divisive war. I was old enough to remember, and I saw how it really helped, I mean, not help, but changed how people looked at the country, the people who were over there. In some cases, it, for the good and for the bad. I mean, it's a very complicated period. Now, um, explain a little bit about how you got into politics, because that's also rather interesting. Well, I got in politics, uh, actually... I had moved to the city of Northwoods in 1974, and uh, one day uh, a particular lady came by and knocked on my door and asked me to get involved in the schools. And I indicated to her I wasn't married at the time, and I had no children. And she indicated that if you're buying a house, most of your property taxes goes to the schools. So she challenged me to attend a, uh, a meeting at her home, which was actually around the corner from my house. And some, after she left, some of my friends that was there at the time challenged me to get involved in the community since I was a so-called homeowner now. And so uh, I took that challenge and went to the, to the young lady's house, and um, I got involved. I volunteered my time. Uh, every week after work, I'd come in and be with the, uh, with the children on the playground, kind of watch out for them. 
And the Northwest Police Department saw me doing that one day, and they indicated that they're starting a PAL program, Police Athletic League, and I wanted me to be a coach uh, for baseball. And I said, well, I know how to play the game, but I'm not quite sure if I know how to be a coach. (laughs) But I did do that, and that started me on my way. I became involved with the kids, and then I I was put on the park board. I became chairman of the park board, and then uh, one of the aldermen, uh, left Northwoods in my ward, and I was asked to run for alderman in 1978, and I ran and I won. From 78 to 83, for five years I was the alderman. Then I was elected. Uh, the mayor at that time asked me, he said, Charlie, I'm going to retire, and I'd like for you to run for the mayor of the city of Northwoods. I think you do a good job. I said, well, I'm going to need some help. I can't do this by myself. So don't worry about it. We'll still be here with you. And so I ran in 1983, and I became the mayor of Northwoods from 83 until 94. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, I got involved with the Municipal League. I was on the executive board for about eight years, and eventually I became the president of St. Louis County Municipal League. Mm-hmm. And during that time a span, a good friend of mine, Dorothy Moore, asked me to be a committee man. And I said, well, what's a committee man? Now, I have voted democratically, but I wasn't what you call a card-carrying Democrat. And so she says, don't worry about it. I'll teach you, and you'll learn. You need to know that. And so I accepted her uh, opportunity, and as of right now, from eighteen, from 1985 until the present time, mm-hmm. I've been a Democratic committee man in Normandy Township. And then in, in 1994, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. you, you ran for an, and won a, a seat on the St. Louis County Council. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, you're mm-hmm. the first African-American on the council. Right. Is that I was, correct? I was the first African-American uh, mayor of the city of Northwoods. I was the first African-American uh, on the county council from 95 until 2003, the untimely passing of former uh, county executive Buzz Westfall. Then I'm the first African-American, actually, to be from county executive from 2003, October, until the present time. Did you ever imagine you know, when you were an alderman or mayor that you would ever be county executive? Was it ever something that you had aspired to when you got into public service, or was it kind of a surprise that you managed to get If you office? told me in 1978 that Charlie Dooley would be the county executive of the largest populated county in the state of Missouri, the most wealthiest county, the most job-generating county, in this state, I would say, no, you, you're joking, and it's not true, and it's not ever going to happen, but it did, and I have enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah, now, in, in your case, as said, you ascended to the top position mm-hmm. in a rather unusual and unfortunate manner in 2003. It was because you were the senior member of the county council, the, the senior Democrat. Mm-hmm. And so under the rules, when something like this happens, when there's a death, and there had not been one for mm-hmm. county executive— but then you had to run for election in 2004 for the rest of Westfall's term. Then you ran for um, actually your first full term in 2006. Then also in 2010, which I covered, and that was pretty spirited. And now you're running again in 2014. Well, let me make one correction. Okay. At the time when uh, the former county executive was in the hospital okay. for two weeks, I was a senior um, a Democrat on right. the county council. Right. And I signed all, just ceremonial. I just signed all the, the contracts and things of that nature. But what you don't understand is that when Buzz actually passed, at that time it's seven council members as it is today, but at that time it was four Republicans and three mm-hmm. Democrats. Oh, that's right. That's right. And the key to this uh, operation is this. The Republicans they had, to, had the opportunity to pick 
who the next county executive would be for one year. It could be any Democrat in St. Louis County. It didn't have to be anybody on the county council. It could be a businessman. It could be a state rep or a state senator. It could be anyone they chose. At that time, I believe they chose Charlie A. Dooley because they figured that I would not run for county executive, and if I did, I wouldn't win. Those two things are untrue. (laughs) So before we kind of get into issues, could you just kind of explain what the county executive does, what responsibilities that they have, and kind of why it's probably, I would consider, one of the more important local offices in the region. So just tell us a little about what you do every day. Well, the county executive for St. Louis County is responsible for the day-to-day operations of the county government itself. Uh, I appoint all commissions. Some are by consent of the council, some are not consent of the council. And, um, and so that's basically what it is, just the general operation of the county, but also have a responsibility to work with the communities, the municipalities, the fire district, the school districts, in cooperation. So again, it's a very large job, but it's a very rewarding one as well. Now, one of the reasons I kind of just mentioned that it, it might be have importance is it, it does have a lot of power. You are responsible for managing all the departments and appointing all of the, the heads of those departments, if I'm not mistaken. You're responsible for crafting a budget, which the mayor of St. Louis does not have the power over. Mm-hmm. You can sign or veto legislation, which also a lot of, um, I guess, presiding commissioners don't have. And as you mentioned, you make a, a lot of appointments to some important regional boards as well. Mm-hmm. So um, would it be fair to say that it is a pretty weighty, powerful position, or am I kind of overstating your your prominence right here? So it would speak? be fair to say that I have a large responsibility to the citizens of St. Louis County. That is correct. Absolutely. Now, in, in recent years, well, particularly since 2010, mm-hmm. and this happens to everybody, we've talked mm-hmm. to the mayor uh, Slay and others about there are often uh, controversies. There's been several, particularly lately. Um, we had the health department official who actually lived just a block from where I live, who um, ended up was probably embezzling or doing some sort of st- stealing county money, ended up killing himself. Um, there's also been the controversy over the police board, over the vacancies, and uh, the contract, uh, there was a contract thing. It did not directly involve you, but you ended up getting caught up in it because you were trying to uh, point some replacements when they stepped down. Do you want to talk a little bit about kind of how this term has been different or the same of some of your previous terms and why you think there's been at least more attention lately, I think, to some of the controversies within the administration? Well, first let me say this, that it has been a lot of rumors uh, that Charlie Dooley and his administration or his county executive office is under an FBI investigation. That is untrue. I've been county executive going on 11 years now. I have never been investigated. I've never been summoned or anything of that nature or investigated me for any wrongdoing. It's simply untrue. It seems, though, there's a pattern here. Every time Charlie Dooley runs for county executive every four years, someone indicates that there's corruption or someone is doing something wrong, and all of, it, all of it has been unfounded and just simply rumors and just untruths. So it's not true. So I'm not being investigated. I have no summons. The FBI is not questioning me or any of my staff or county employees. So those things are not true. So, again, when you run for office, people will say certain things, but they simply are not true. An example, my opponent indicated that I have a summons. No, I do not. Have I been questioned by the FBI? No, I have not. Have any of my staff been questioned by the FBI? 
No, they have not. Those things are just simply untrue. Now, by opponent, you're referring to County Councilman Steve Stanger, correct? Yes. Okay, who's opposing you in the primary? Okay. Well, would you be? Would it be fair to say, though, that there have been instances throughout the last four years in your administration which you feel you could have done better? I mean. You, you've even said that the health department situation probably shouldn't have happened. And the, the situation with, uh, you know, the, I don't know if it was license, the license collector, but somebody within the, you know, there was another instance where somebody hadn't paid their taxes who had to resign as well. Would, you, would it be fair to say that there have been some bumps in the road in your administration in the last four years? I would say this. During those processes, for example, the health department, mm-hmm. we have a lot of financial controls in place. A trusted executive of the health department, okay, which took his yes. own life, you know, things do happen. But the key to this is that when things happen, what do you do to correct them so they don't happen again? Now, is Charlie Dooley responsible for everything that goes on in county government? There's no question about it. Uh, it's my watch. I'm responsible, the directors are accountable, and the staff have a responsibility also with how to how they perform their policies and procedures that are directed to them. So we are going to continue to go through that process. We're going to make, but right now, it's still an investigation. Uh, we're going to make some rec- recommendations about what needs to be done, but we can't do that until the full investigation is completed and has not been completed. Now, do things happen to people's administration? Things will always happen because, guess what? 4,300 people work for St. Louis County. Charlie Dooley, as county executive, do not supervise individual 4,300 people. Mm-hmm. I just can't do that. But what I can assure you that, that we do have policies in place, and when things happen, and bad things happen to good people and good organizations, it's our responsibility to make sure we make the proper adjustment and correction and move forward. Again, our health department, it is second to no health department it's in the state of Missouri. It is top rated, and right now they're going nationally for accreditation. So we have an outstanding health department, provide more services than any other health department in the region. St. Louis County got an extensive health department that we can be very proud of. Now, one of the biggest controversies during the last four years had had to do with the Parks Department Mm -hmm. uh, and some initial proposals about cutting back on it. Now, that seems to have been weathered, and frankly, from a political standpoint, I think that one potentially was possibly the— Potentially the most damaging. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered who was county executive, but the point being that because it kind of created And a, let's kind a of explain up, what happened uproar. here. Right. In 2011, uh, you proposed a budget that proposed to shut down or sell half the county parks. That's not true. That's not true? Okay, no. explain what it was then. Okay, let me say this. During this time, uh, between 2008 and 2011 or so, mm-hmm. it is the worst economic times in this country history since the Great Depression. Correct. And we all know that. Mm -hmm. And we're making adjustments to that situation. Now, first of all, we never proposed closing anything. What we talked about was reducing services. That's what we talked about. And that's what we actually did until times got better and times were better now, then we bring those services back online. But somehow or other, there were people saying that St. Louis County was going to sell Parkland, which is really untrue, we never propose selling parkland. What we propose doing is reducing those particular services in certain parks until times got better, and that's what we did. It was a it was a worse time for St. Louis County for all every 
I would suggest to you that every county in this state had difficulties, mm-hmm. and they all had to make right. adjustments. St. Louis County, we weathered the storm. We made the adjustments, and I would tell you this. There is no county in this state that has a better reputation financially than St. Louis County. No county in this state has a higher financial rating than St. Louis County. That's period. correct. That's, so, that's correct. So, so you're saying in 2011 you did not propose to, to close down half the parks because there are going to be people here that who are going to disagree with that assessment. Like you, you was just reducing services? That's exactly what I did. Let me say this. I said earlier that people say things every election cycle about Charlie Dooley. Because they say it, doesn't make it so. Again, we reduced services, and there were some layoffs. There's no question about that it. Did ha- that did happen, for but That sure. did happen, and we did the things that we had to do to keep our budget stable. Now, one of the reasons why it's probably moot now is because as part of the arch tax, Proposition P, there's a stream of revenue that now goes to – um, uh, St. Louis County Parks, um, and that probably has given it a little bit more leeway to have the services and expansions or whatnot. Um, you know, it, it probably took a lot of political will to get that passed because some of that money, St. Louis County taxpayers are paying for improvements around the arch, improvements in St. Louis County Parks, as well as Great Rivers Greenway, which is all, all mm-hmm. t- both counties. Um, was that a tough sell to get? Uh, St. Louis County voters to to approve that, or do you think that they 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 thought it was a good idea, basically? Well, St. Louis County, for the last several years since I've been county executive, we have done a number of things like that: mm-hmm. the metro tax, correct, correct, uh, the bond for the county um, uh, family court system, nine one one emergency communications. Yeah, in fact, that's been coming up last Proposition week. Proposition P, right? The library uh, and Proposition P. Mm-hmm. St. Louis County make the difficult decisions to invest in themselves. And I think we make the right decisions. We are regional leaders. We want this region to be the best it can be. And the way it can be the best it can be is where the leadership says, this is for our future, for our children. We need these infrastructures to advance our, uh, our community. And that's what we've done. Mm-hmm. And so, again, we're going to do the things that makes this community a very positive place, but even more importantly, that it is a regional effort. And if St. Louis City does well, St. Louis County does well. Mm-hmm. Now, if, what? Yeah, what's prompted you to run for re-election for another term? Are there certain things that you hope to do? Well, there's a lot of things. First of all, we got a great strategic plan in place that we went through a progressive process in 2013 that we're going to implement during this year for the next five years. I'm excited about it. That's going to be data-driven. It's going to be about people, places, and communities, how do we connect, how we get people energized about this community. But even more importantly, it's going to focus on the people. For example, St. Louis County has more aging population now, and people want to live in their homes. And one of the things I'm proud to say this morning is that with the MHDC tax credits, we have a uh, covenant house uh, for the Jewish community that just been approved. We have uh, uh, senior living in Pine Lawn with the 24-1, mm-hmm. and we also have a mixed-use development in Lee May. Mm-hmm. So you think about that. Across this community, everybody has a part to make value in St. Louis County. So these are things that we're very proud of. Now, I don't think many – anybody who has followed the council for the last few years, I don't think many people were surprised that your opponent decided to run against you, Councilman Steve Stanger. He – I mean, when he ran in 2008, I think he was critical – 
of the trash districts that got implemented during, I guess, your your first or second term. Um, he was very critical of, the, of you during the parks budget situation. And there's been instances kind of throughout the last couple of years where he's been critical of your administrative moves. So I would take it you weren't surprised he did, decided to run against you in the Democratic primary. Well, it's easy to be against someone. You don't have anything to be for. So that's an easy thing to do when you don't accomplish anything. But let me say this about the trash. Okay. I am very um, involved in that trash situation. Mm-hmm. Right now, we have saved the citizens in unincorporated St. Louis County $40 million mm-hmm. for the last six and years. And just kind of explain what this situation was. And what happened was, well, some people didn't realize or not, in most municipalities, they have just one trash hauler. Mm-hmm. In most municipalities, all it has is one trash hauler. In St. Louis County, they had multiple trash haulers. In the unincorporated in areas. In un- unincorporated St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, you can have three or four trash haulers on the same street. Mm-hmm. That means you had a trash hauler every day of the week, trash out, no recycling, and the cost was prohibitive. So you could be paying $15, $20. You really didn't know what you were paying. Mm-hmm. Right now, there is no municipality that pays less for trash pickup than unincorporated St. Louis County. No place. Now, it did cause a lot of controversy and anger, especially in South County, would you say? that? And there was also a lawsuit over it as well. Again, uh, the lawsuit had nothing to do with the legality of St. Louis County being authorized to do it. What the, the lawsuit is about, the notification. Correct. Right? Okay, that's And that's yet to be decided. Mm-hmm. We're appealing that. But far as the authorization, we save unincorporated county, $40 million, got recycling. They received recycling, which they had never had before. We're doing a tremendous job, and the vast majority of the people unincorporated St. Louis County appreciate what they have now. Now, as, as again, as people who follow the council knows, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they take votes, it's on you know zoning changes, mm-hmm. uncontroversial things. And there's really only a few things that can really pinpoint that are, are of any controversy. Mm-hmm. 2012, you know, Councilman Stanger supported the foreclosure mediation ordinance. Mm-hmm. He supported the um, sexual orientation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. gender identity inclusion mm-hmm. into the Human Rights Code. There was also something with apprentice requirements that he also supported as well. Okay. So there were some things that you two had commonality on. But when we have him on, or if you hear him on the stuff, he's going to say, you know, 10 or 11 years, it's time for a change. Your administration has you know, had instances where there were, as aforementioned, bumps in the road. How are you going to kind of combat his message and his challenge over the next few months? Again, I've been had the opportunity to lead this county in the most difficult time in modern history. And we have come out of it, quite frankly, rather well, better than most counties have. So we have a lot to be proud of. We have accomplished a lot of things, but there is still a lot of things yet to be done. Because our biggest number one thing is creating jobs and opportunity for our community, working with our business community, working with our communities to make a better life for all of us. So there are things on the table that still needs to be done, like the family courts building, that yet to be done. There is a pool up in North County that needs to be built. There is a community center down in South County that's in the process of being built. There are things in our strategic plan with our aging community, working with our schools, the immigration, the mosaic Opportunity. So there are things that are on the table that still are yet to be done, and I want to be involved in this process. Now, in your 10-plus years, are there a couple things that you're particularly proud of that you were able to do uh, during your tenure so far? 
But one of the things, there's two things I'm proud of, is that first, when we needed an investment in this community, all of those investments was passed by the community. Oh, you mean the tax things that we're the talking things, about? I call them investments okay. in ourselves, okay? That's the metro. We had the Proposition P, the library, the courts building, the communications, the 911, emergency communication. That's important for a community to, to thrive and to be healthy. So that's important. Then the second thing is this thing about the trash, for example. That was something that needed to be done, and it was done. I'm very proud of that. I'm also proud of the I-64, when most people in the community didn't think it was a good idea. I thought it was a great idea to invest in ourselves $500 million on I-64, which is our quarter for our business quarter. I think that was the right decision to do. These are difficult decisions that leadership have to step up to the plate and make a determination to go forward. How do you move a community forward? You move a community forward by investing in infrastructure and working cooperatively with all entities in that community. Can you point to anything specific um, that you weren't able to accomplish over your past tenure here and say, this is what I want to accomplish in my next term? Is there anything that you're looking forward to in this next term? This next term is implementing the strategic plan that we have developed in 2013. It's going to be data-driven about where the resources are going to be placed for St. Louis County in the future. That's going to be important. How are we going to get this community and this economy to grow? That's the immigration. One of the things we talked about, what Mary Slay and I talked about, was the investing in this uh, next five years, raising $100 million for fast startups for our small businesses. That's going to be important. The Mosaic Project about immigration. No major metropolitan area has ever grown without immigration. So we got to get involved in immigration because they start new jobs, New ideas, they have caused growth in the population. And St. Louis, for the last 40 years, have not grown significantly enough. The other thing we need to look at as we go forward is, what are we going to do about education? That's going to be key, that as you move forward and you expect businesses to be here in the greater metropolitan area, we got to have a skilled workforce. That's not just with our public schools, with our community colleges, our private institutions, our four-year institutions. We have to do that, even with the unions and their apprenticeship programs. We have got to have a skilled workforce for the 21st century. Now, the mayor of St. Louis, Mayor Slay, has been pretty adamant that he wants some sort of vote about the city rejoining the county as municipality within the next few years. Now, do you think that will happen in your next term? And do you think that will be a vote, as you've said many times, between residents of the city and the county? Or do you think it will end up being a statewide vote? Okay, a couple things on that. Uh, first, for anything significantly to happen between the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County is going to have to be a vote of the people. Mayor Francis Slay, County Executive Charlie Dooley, we cannot do it by ourselves. The Board of Aldermen can't do it, and the County Council can't do it. It will take a vote of the people for anything significantly to happen. And I prefer that to be between the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County, which would take a majority in individual jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is important is what Better Together is doing right now. Right now, they're gathering information for a dialogue so we can talk about it intelligently. What do the 21st century have hold for this greater metropolitan region? How can we collectively work together, improve the economy, job retention, 
all the things that make a great community. What you got to understand about the St. Louis region is we're not just being competitors with state or other regions. It is a global economy and is internationally. We want to be one of the top 10 regions in the world. Mm -hmm. And the way you do that is looking at better ways, more efficient ways to spend taxpayer dollars. Now, I'm a resident of St. Louis City, and I'm just wondering, I know that the details have yet to be worked out. There's not a proposal yet. Mm -hmm. But what would be the benefit to people like me and my family if my city became part of St. Louis County, as opposed to it being an independent city right now, in your view? How would my life change if that occurred? Well, I would say a couple things on that matter. First of all, I would say that before anything can actually happen, okay? And we all, we all know that the business community is behind this 100%, I would suspect. But even more importantly, we have a great story to tell. And until we, the community leaders, the civic leaders, we, can, we need to make the case why, as you indicated earlier, you're the voter, why is this is in your best interest? What benefit do you get from it? Now, the business community believes they get a benefit but you have to have a benefit as well. One of the things that I've always said, and I will continue to say this, if you're from the St. Louis region, when you leave this region and you tell someone you're from town and country, Chesterfield, South City, Northwoods, Florissant, Webster Groves, Kirkwood, they will not know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. They will only say, and you will say, well, I'm from St. Louis. Then they get a picture about where you are from. Then they understand that you live where? the Gateway Arch, mm. then they know. So, again, we are connected if we don't think we but, are. But there, but we he, are connected. I, I, I understand that, but there are differences between living in the two jurisdictions. For example, I have to pay 1% of my salary for an earnings tax every year, and if I wanted to start a business, I have to go to the license collector office instead of you know whatever equivalent is under your, your administration. Mm-hmm. There's also the – there's I mean, one of the things that would happen if the city rejoined as municipality is all these municipal offices – municipal county offices would disappear. So would that make it easier for me to deal with county government if it was part of county government? Or is that kind of just unknown at this point, and that's why Better Together is studying all those things? That's why we're studying, to get all the data, have information. I want this thing, this conversation to be Mm data-driven and have an intelligent conversation with facts and figures. This what this means. But I've always said from the past, if the city want to re-enter the county as a municipality, I have no problem with that. There'd just be another city within St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't impact our tax distribution. It wouldn't impact a lot of things. It'd just be another municipality. But we would take over the county offices. That's the difference. Now, again, we need some data to understand what that means. People think when you talk the word merger, that means that St. Louis County is going to take over uh, the city of St. Louis liabilities. And I said that's on many occasions. That's not going to happen. That's why we talked about the issue of the city coming into the county as a another municipality. There are, every municipality has its own um, a system, on retirement system, their own pay scale. So it has nothing to do with St. Louis County. So we have no liability of any municipality, and we would not have any liability of the city of St. Louis if they came in as another municipality. Now, um your candidacy has caused some splits within the Democratic ranks. I mean, you've got the county prosecutor, uh, Bob McCullough, who is siding with Stinger. You've got some of the unions who had announced several months ago that they weren't endorsing you. They were endorsing Stinger or they're kind of caught in the middle. 
But now Congressman Clay has endorsed you. Mayor Slay has endorsed you. Former Mayor Vince Shamel has endorsed you. And Assessor Jake Zimmerman has endorsed you. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say Mm -hmm. that. So how do you see the political situation that your reelection bid has caused? I mean, because previously um, all the Democrats were all behind you. So Mm -hmm. how do you see this division? And do you think it'll be a lasting one or was it just people venting? It's just people venting. Again, I believe I'm going to have the vast majority of the rank-and-file union members, as I've always had. That's not going to change. You know, in this political business, friends one day, not so friendly the next day. Then the day after that, you're friends again. This, some people say, well, Charlie, how is this affecting the county government business? It has not affected county government business. All the things that we need to do, in the county operation of moving forward, we have done those things. Mm-hmm. Everything is still in place. It is business being accomplished every single day. Laws are being passed. Things are being built. Businesses are continuing to grow in the St. Louis County. Jobs are being offered in St. Louis County. So nothing really has changed. We are moving forward in spite of ourselves sometimes. Now, how? this is a two-part question. How acrimonious do you think this primary is going to be? And B, do you think that there's a danger that you and Councilman Stanger will spend all your money in this primary and have to face a well-funded Republican opponent like Jane Cunningham in the general election and be at a disadvantage? One of the things I've always said, you take one election at a time. Right now, I'm focused on the primary. Mm -hmm. And the primary is about turnout. I'm going to get my base to come out, and I plan on winning the primary. And at that time, once I win the primary, then I will focus on the general election. How acrimonious do you think this primary is going to be? It's Again, it's going to be different. We have never had uh, a challenge within the Democratic Party for the county executive. Right. So it's going to be different. There's no question about that. It's going to be different. Uh, but again, it's going to be about – it's going to be the base of the Democratic Party is going to decide who's going to be county executive going to the race – in November. Now, are you concerned at all about possible Republican crossover? I mean, because in Missouri, since there's no official um, party uh, affiliation by a voter, I mean, a voter can can go in and claim a Democratic ballot or a Republican mm-hmm. ballot, and unless they're well known, mm-hmm. uh, they, I mean, like Ann Wagner coming in and taking a Democratic ballot, and this is just being mm-hmm. facetious for the most part. I believe her was your was her husband at a fundraiser for you recently. Yes. Ray yeah, Wagner? Ray Wagner. Yes. Yeah, so and, and Ray used to be mm-hmm. on the uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the police board. Mm-hmm. But my point being that there is the potential that you might have Republicans from West County or South County or wherever uh, coming into the voting booth and taking a Democratic ballot so they can cast a vote for either you or Stinger. Are you concerned about that? Do you think that might skew what the base wants? Again, uh, if you looked at any of my elections down through the years, there's always been crossover vote for Charlie Dooley, always been, supporters and voters. So that does not surprise me. Do I expect some going to cross over? Of course I do. Do I expect I'll get the vast majority of those individuals? I certainly do. I've always have, and I will continue to do so as well. Again, my appeal as county executive is that everybody has value in St. Louis County, everybody. And so you look at my uh, administration, it has uh, v- a lot of diversity on it. Uh, half of my directors are women, and half the women are African-Americans. We have some Asians-Americans involved in this process. I look at my boards, Republicans and Democrats are on my boards. So to say that 
people would cross over to support Charlie Dooley, that's not surprising. I expect that. Now, kind of as a parting question, what do you think is at stake in this election? And why do you think, you know, voters should care about the outcome of the primary? I think that uh, this is a very important um, election. And you said it on many occasions that every election is important to a politician, which I am. I think that this community, we have momentum. We've accomplished a lot of things in this community that we're very proud of. We have led this community to the most difficult time in the last 60 years, and we have come out of it, and we have done rather well. We, we have work to be done. There's still things that has to be done, but we have momentum. We have a plan in place. We want to execute that plan. This is not the time to change leadership. The relationship with Mary Slay and I and with Steve Altman from St. Charles County, it's a great relationship. We try to work together to enhance each other. But even more importantly, it's about this community. It's about creating jobs, the environment, the, the economy, all the things that make this a great community. We have the momentum to do it. Why would you change? And we'll have to cut it off there. But to close us out, you can read all of our stories at stlpublicradio.org. You can follow me on Twitter at @csmcdaniel. Jason, you can be followed on Twitter. I have one other thing. Oh, okay. One, one other thing. thing. I hope it's a big announcement. It's a big announcement. <laughs> oh, we, we've. We I have brought Charlie Dooley's nine years of taxes. Whoa. Okay. Nine years, not three this years, is, not four or five taxes? years. Okay. Income taxes, not just summaries, but the taxes. Mm-hmm. People talk about transparency, ethics. You can know anything you want to know about Charlie Dooley. Here's his taxes. Nine years, and it's going to be 10 once I file my 2013 taxes. Are you challenging? um, I'm challenging my opponent and anyone that's running for county executive to show nine years of income taxes. Nine years. Open book. Transparency. It is Sunshine Week, after all. Okay. <laughs> it so, is Sunshine Week. Yes, yeah. it is. Are you going to have anything on those taxes other than your salary as county executive, though? This It's my income taxes. Yeah. My I'll wife, look, my I'll house, uh-huh. all the things that's on there. It's a Charlie Dooley is an open book. Because – Why did you decide to do this? I mean, and – and now, you know, periodically, because this, always, this reminds me of when Mayor, Mayor Slay asked Lewis Reed to do this as well. So why did you decide to do this right now? Because <laughs> what better way to show people about the individual that's running for office that I'm a public servant. I have nothing to hide. Transparency it's here. Transparency and ethics. OK. All right. Okay, we, so, we have a manila envelope in here. <laughs> yes, so. we have a manila envelope. Do you want to hold it up? I can hold it up. Joe, okay. Joe's actually going to go through and, and read aloud uh, everything for the next three hours. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that'll be the, that'll be the next true. portion of the podcast. <laughs> yes. This is going to be enjoyable reading all your, your, your uh, in, deductions and whatnot. So. That'll work. <laughs> all right. Uh, and then to, to resume closing us out, Jason, <laughs> you can be followed on Twitter. At, at Jay Rosenbaum. It's not at Charlie Dooley's taxes 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, you can be followed it's, on Twitter. It's Jay Manis. That's J M. A-N-N-I-E-S. And, County Executive, you can be followed on Twitter. Uh, yes, you can. It's uh, Charlie Dooley. Very good. Or is it Charlie A. Dooley? Charlie A. Dooley. Okay. No, it's Charlie good. Dooley. It's C.D. Dooley. And I just want to make sure I got Catherine Hannaway's handle wrong. It's Ka- Hannaway 4, Missouri, not a 4. <laughs> so I have been wrong before. So continue. It happens. <laughs> well, we'll be back next week. Until then, so long.